The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Hello, 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 and welcome to the final Real Real Estate edition of 20, what year are we in? 2016. I am Deb Tomorrow. I am your host. Please follow along on uh, Facebook. There'll be some, uh, some of the things that we're talking about will be posted up there, so that will be useful. So we're shaking things up a little bit today. Karen's going to be in in a little bit, and I have uh, a friend of ours, Pinch Hitting. We call her Stavy. Can we call you Stavy? Absolutely. Okay, we call her Stavy. That's not really her name, but long story. Uh, and uh, welcome. She's going to follow up uh, on one of uh, one of our listener mail. She had sent us some listener mail uh, way back when April 19th was the show we talked about. Wow. It's been that long ago. And we're going to follow up on that because that's kind of what today's th- show is going to be about since we are at the end of the year. We are going to review some of our favorite shows and favorite topics, follow up a little bit on some of them, and just kind of have a good time. You know, maybe have a few drinks. I invite everyone to nice. join us. Exactly. So I wanted to start off, uh, though, and talk about a couple of things. Um, First, I wanted to just remind everyone, especially if you're local to Bloomington, Indiana, which is where we um, broadcast from live, uh, is my 10-10-10 celebration, which starts next year that I'm super excited about. And that is celebrating my 10 years in real estate. So 10% of every commission I earn uh, will go to one of 10 local nonprofits up to $10,000 or until my accountant has me committed and says, stop. Um, and that's going to start bright and early because we've got closing scheduled for early January. So if you haven't already, um, please go to my Facebook page and comment and share. Um, I'm going to make some final decisions next week on what the 10 nonprofits are that we're representing. Stavia, what's your favorite nonprofit? Um, I love all of them, but I'm hoping you'll pick uh, Wild Care Inc. Wild Care Inc. And they do? They uh, save animals and re- rehab them and get them back into the wild. Right. I called them once, funny story, because I had some sort of hawkish kind of bird in my yard. And it was sitting on the swing set, swinging. I don't know. Um, but it didn't seem very happy. And I didn't know what to Did do. Did it need a bigger swing set? It maybe needed a bigger. Actually, it was mad that we didn't have a curly slide. But I'm a little terrified of birds. Birds and fish. Slightly unnatural to me. I was attacked by a parakeet when I was in college. It was a whole big thing. So, anyways. Um, so, I called Wild Care. 
and bless them for the work that they do. But they don't actually go and get the animals. You have to bring the animals to them. So they're like, well, just go get a sheet and throw it over them. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. So I just went to the other room. And then it was a bad hour. It was gone. I don't know where it went. It went like, to the neighbors. <laughs> Maybe. It had to. Have. Right, because they had a curly slide. See. So there you go. Awesome. So anyways, 101010 Celebration, we'll be talking about that um, all next year. But please go on my Facebook page and uh, check that out because it's pretty cool. Um, I should have the quote in front of me because the whole premise of the celebration is based on a quote from Archbishop Desmond Tupu. Tupu? Tutu. Wow. I cannot talk today. I haven't even started drinking yet. Uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who says, um, do your little bit of good where you are, and it's those little bits of good that will overwhelm the world. So we are trying to do a little bit of good here in our own community, and hopefully that overwhelms the world. So have you done your Christmas shopping, Stevie? Oh, yes, by Thanksgiving. Oh, really? Yes. You're on it. I love it. She, yes. Yeah. Um, if she could describe her accessories today. She's got like ribbons and bows on rings and Christmas balls for earrings. She's very much into the Christmas spirit. I'm a little more bah humbuggy oh, about it. Do you want a ring? But I think, no, I don't want a ring. But I think that uh, I've got about two more days left with Amazon Prime. Oh my God. <laughs> that I could get some things ordered. I bought my Christmas cards for next year this, yesterday. You're insane. I know. I did get my Christmas newsletters in the mail today, so I'm feeling very Perfect. triumphant. Yes. Um, so be looking for that tomorrow. Um, but you know what I just realized that I hate was I ordered something on Amazon Prime this morning mm-hmm. because I got a flash of a brilliant idea. Oh, and I went and I ordered it. So now I'm sitting here and it's giving away my gift to anybody who walks by the computer. Because, you know, when you order stuff online and then it starts to, like, give you hints about, like, hey, look at this. Oh. That's just like the thing you just ordered. Yes. That's not fair. That's not fair. That has nothing to do with real estate. But I just noticed it as I was getting ready to start the show. And has all this stuff on my computer about this gift that I just <laughs> bought somebody. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because they're gonna, he's, he is going to walk by my computer and be like, why are you looking at X? He doesn't listen to the show. They're Carhartts. Why am I looking at Carhartts? He does. He's going to look by like, why are you getting advertisement? I had a friend once who wanted to test out this whole like online cookies and all that stuff. And so he Googled unicycles and then waited to see how long it would show up in his Facebook feed. And it literally took like two hours. And then boom, he's getting all these ads for unicycles in his Facebook feed. Well, that's super funny because my husband shops for me online and does, he doesn't do email at all. I have all of our email accounts mm-hmm. and he doesn't realize I get an email every time he buys something. So you have to. So I know. Surprise. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. I did that the first year we had Amazon Prime. Didn't realize that you could set up individual accounts under the same account. So I was ordering Amazon Prime stuff off of his. And Yeah. At least you caught it. Yeah. yeah. It, so there were a few gifts that were spoiled. And then I was like, wait a minute. Seems to be a flaw in this. And then I realized that Amazon was smarter than me. And so, boom. Yeah. It's all solved now. All right. So you having a big celebration on Christmas Day? Uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after Christmas. Oh, so exhausting. Three in a row. Well, in case you have nothing to do, I just wanted to let everybody know. I looked up to see what HGTV had going on. On Christmas Day, because usually there's big marathons on on those days and you get sucked in. So here's what HGTV is doing, which I think is brilliant. This probably starts about 3 a.m. and it goes 24 hours. There's a series of Island Hunters, Hawaii Life, Caribbean Life, Beachfront Bargain Hunt, um, Island Life, 
pretty much every like beach show that they have. And I thought, wow, that could really piss me off. Yeah. yeah. Is this Travel Channel, did you say? No, HGTV. HGTV. So it's all about oh, buying property, nice. beachfront Caribbean, oh. yada, yada, yada. But it's all like the, it's not a flip or flop. It's not a fixer upper. Yeah. Rachel's giving it a thumbs down. <laughs> no, does it make you bitter? Because we're supposed to have rain all day on yeah. Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super sad. cheery. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Pretty, I had a friend who is in Miami oh. for two weeks over Christmas. They oh. go every year, and she just sent me a picture of them on the ocean. I was like, that's nice. So you don't like snow? No, you know, if I didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, that's me too. Um, but, you know, I usually do. So, I don't know. If I was in Aspen with, like, Mariah Carey... <laughs> There was a thing on the internet, I know I'm totally off topic today, I don't really even care, uh, where it, you know, she goes to Aspen, Mariah Carey goes to Aspen every year. Okay, for Christmas? Yeah, probably okay. so she can wear furs. Oh, I'm sure. And it makes sense, well, as opposed to being in L.A. and wearing furs. Right. And so she's getting off her private jet in Aspen, and the private jet airport, wherever she gets off, is blasting her, all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> like, she has her own soundtrack as she's getting off the oh plane. Oh, my God. There's video of it, Rachel, if you want to look for that and put it up on the uh, Facebook. Please do. I didn't click on it because I... I want to see it. I thought I might throw up a little bit in yeah. my mouth, you know? But, like, the hair's blowing. Oh, my and God. Is it a video? Are you yeah, sure it's not there's, a video? No, there's a video. No, 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 no. It's like, this is real life. Oh, my God. Oh, this is real life for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. To be rich. Yeah, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the reason that we had Stevie come back on the show today, uh, as I mentioned before, was that on our April 19th show, we had some listener mail, and she was so nice as to write in and ask us a question. And we had a good information or good discussion about it, and I wanted to follow up and see how that ended. So let me recount let me let me read the original letter and this one also pertains to Rachel I asked Rachel and I asked Karen what their favorite shows were of the year so we could talk about this too and Rachel's favorite shows were on August 9th and August 16th which were the rental shows we talked about being a landlord and having rentals and we actually interviewed Rachel it was the first time we let her on the air because she has the face of an angel but the mouth of a sailor so she curses a lot um, and so she said those were one of her, a uh, couple of her favorite shows were the ones about the rentals. So here's the uh, original letter. Uh, Dear Deb, when we bought our house, the seller would not accept an offer contingent on us selling ours. So we found our dream home one- now. Our daughter desperately wanted to move into our old house, and she had a couple of roommates, and they had all lived together for a few years. We knew they always paid on time, and so we decided to go ahead and let them move in. Now our daughter has moved out, but the two roommates remain. One wants to purchase the home and has been saving for a down payment with no luck. Something always seems to happen that he has to spend the money on. They continue to pay rent early, no late payments, and overall are very good tenants, but we feel like we have this cloud over our head of a second mortgage, and will they decide to leave? What if he can't get the money for the down payment? We feel like it's family, so we can't just say the deal is off. Plus, we really wanted him to have want him to have the house. It would be a lot easier, and so we wait. Um, and then you had some other concerns about things that stress you out, like if if you sell the family and something goes wrong in the next 40 years, will it be your fault? Um, you said garbage disposal not working. It's because I put potatoes down it before they were born. <laughs> that happened to me, um, yeah, a month or two ago. Yeah, it's so gross. I didn't. You don't put potato peels yeah. down at disposal. It's so gross. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Backing up in the bathtub. Oh, even worse. In the bathtub. Oh. 
I didn't notice it until I went to the bathroom. And I was like, why is my bathroom still? Oh, oh, look there at you that. go. Potato yeah. peels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, she says, Stevie says, I want the most for the house. They feel like they should get a good deal. I feel like we are now in I'm Screwedville, which is our worst fear. And if you remember, the best bit of advice we gave uh, regarding this letter, I think, came from Karen when she said if they aren't able to save up a few thousand dollars for a down payment, then they probably aren't ready to buy. It's probably not a good idea to kind of, quote unquote, let them do that. Um, And we also, I think, suggested that you give them a deadline for buying and not like next month, but maybe, you know, six months out and then commit to selling if they didn't buy by that time period. So what happened? Oh, Let's go back to their their good tenants. <laughs> Let's revisit that. Yeah, because you said that. Because I said that. But now we've discovered. I lied. Uh, you um, lied. I so lied. Okay. So, um, we kind of we were playing around with the deadline thing, and mm-hmm. I think we ended up giving them a deadline. And now so much has happened. I don't remember exactly when that was, but. Um, they decided to move out August 31st. We took ownership back September 1st and um, a ton of trash later. Literally a ton. Literally a ton. We had it weighed. And yes, you can do that. Um, yeah, they were not good tenants. Not good tenants. It, it was, they were young. Um, we will never rent again, ever, ever, ever. And the horror stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's we're gonna go to our first break, and then we're gonna talk about the horror stories. Okay. And we're also talk about the happy ending. Oh, absolutely. Because there is a happy ending yes. at the end of the story. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate today. Your home for smart real estate. The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back talking with Stevie who is telling us a follow-up from her story about renting a house uh, to some people who were almost like family members. And Karen has joined us too. So Karen, hello. Hello. Feel free to chime in. All right. So let's back up a little bit and tell us. So you found your dream home. You decided you were going to move. Yes. You found your dream home. Yes. And you could qualify for both homes. You Mm -hmm. didn't have to sell one in order to buy. No, one was in, the old house was in my name, the new house was in my husband's name. Okay, but you didn't want to put the other house up on the market, or you were just concerned about the market conditions at the time? The market conditions, we just, we wanted to move quickly. The neighborhood we were moving into was a hot neighborhood. Okay. Uh, Houses go really quickly, so we knew we had to act fast. Okay, okay. So you... Went ahead and got an accepted offer on that house and then kind of panicked and said, oh, crap, what do we do? Right. And then one of your beloved children came to you and said, mommy. Yes. Beloved children. We'll uh-huh. say that. Yes. Um, and, you know, they had paid the rent on time and they were typical what we felt like renters, but we didn't know the depths, I guess. Of right. Right. The damage they could cause. So I thought this was interesting because you sort of became an accidental landlord. You right. didn't go into it with a purpose or a plan or a vision right. of, you know, I'm going to be a landlord. This is what I'm, we're going to do. There's a specific reason why. Um, and so maybe not the best way to become a landlord, but honestly, right. probably the way that at least half the people out there become landlords. Right. Um, and, and so it's like... You know, it's like saying, hey, stranger, will you hold this $130,000 for me? (laughs) Yes. Just, you know, take care of it and I'll be back for it later. And without a plan in place, sometimes that's a little scary. Yes. And something we had done, my husband was the one that kind of managed the the rental um, property. So Mm -hmm. he would go over once a month. He would get the rent check. He talked to them. I did not go over there until this year, probably in the summer. Um. And he had kept a lot of things from me because he knew I would oh, freak out. Oh, world's best husband. Yes. Okay, so yeah. they, and how long were they there? A couple of years? Almost two years. Almost two years. And then they notified you over the summer that they were mm-hmm. moving out. But right. never really any problems. They'd always paid their rent. Always. Never had those annoying middle-of-the-night landlord no. phone calls, this broke or whatever. No. Okay, so the first time you went over to the house, paint the picture. What would you see? Well, the first thing was the smell. No. <laughs> they, um... They had several dogs, cats, uh-huh. over time, and uh, the two remaining people were male, and one did not like to clean, uh-huh. even a little, uh-huh. uh, or flush toilets. Ooh. little picture there for you. Oh, I did see a picture yeah, that, didn't I? Yeah, you saw the picture. I did see yeah. a picture before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, and I went in, and they had painted several times, like a bright red, and, uh-huh. and then they went to gray, and... It was really dark, and the carpet was just, the carpet needed replaced when we left just because it was old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we knew that going in, and the four or five cats, two dogs, it just left a lovely odor mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. smacked you in the face when you yeah. walked in. Uh, so that's what I walked into, and then I walked upstairs, and there was a, a turtle in the living room. Just in the living room? In the living room, hanging oh, out. Alive? Uh, oh, yeah, alive. The, they were gone? 
Um, had they moved out yet? No. So they had no, abandoned no, no. the turtle because I would get all up in no. arms. They they took the turtle when they left, but okay, they left good. the uh, aquarium that was leaking oh. in the kitchen, which was excellent. I was so happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they had painted our cabinets black, which we were super freaked out about. Yeah. They were gorgeous cabinets, and um, I didn't go any further than that. I, I just couldn't. And I remember just looking at the floor and thinking, "Oh my God, do they have a broom? Like, what's happened?" Right. And I just couldn't get out of there quick enough. And um, the screen, I saw that like screens were busted out, yeah. and uh, like a window wasn't shut. And um, and you went out on the back deck. Not that Not day. Okay. I didn't go on the back deck. So you went home and had a few drinks. A lot of drinks. Took some, yes. <laughs> so, took some medications. Yes. And said, oh, dear God. Right. And what my husband do? said, mm, I really hadn't, I hoped you wouldn't have to see all that, the condition that it was. What did he and think that they were going to clean up I, and put it all back? I think he was just in denial, like okay. bag over the head. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to see it. And I don't remember why, but he had gotten really upset and he said, uh, I'm just not dealing with this anymore. Okay. And I said, fine, I'll do it. It's fine. I can handle it, anything. Right. And I'll do it. You know? Right. I'm woman. Hear me yeah. roar. <laughs> and went home and said, okay, so I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> can't handle it. Tag, you're back in. Okay. So I remember seeing some pictures then as you would venture further and further into the house. There was, uh, what was on the back deck? Oh, on the back deck, there was a love seat, a couch, uh, a table that had dis- they had all been out there so long they yeah. disintegrated yeah. into the deck. Um, one of the banisters at the bottom of the stairs had been ripped off mm-hmm. with part of the step. That was gone. My um, favorite, though, was the carpet. Oh, the carpet nailed to the deck. Nailed I to the deck. About that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Super classy. Yeah, that was awesome. And then one of my other favorites was in the garage. Oh, the door to hell. That yes. Was, yes. That they, was. they attempted to do some stylish L.A. street art graffiti. Yes. Not realizing that, you know, they're just normal middle class kids from Bloomington, right. Indiana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we jokingly called the house, you know, it, we had the door to hell. And um, yes. One of the, my favorite things in the garage, too, was the Cheshire Cat. They had drawn like a four foot tall Cheshire Cat and broke mirrors and glued the teeth they cut the glass somehow I don't know how they did this but all of the teeth were little pieces of mirror seems like they could just use a creative for good instead of evil right that's what I'm thinking right and I will have to say I had to paint that garage by myself Uh I don't know Mike was somewhere doing something else and um, it took two coats of kills and three coats of regular paint to to cover that so um, not what you were expecting no for sure so now let's talk about move forward because I know you called me in a panic that you said they're moving out oh my gosh I don't even know you know, we can carry double payments for a while without rent coming in, but we can't do it forever. What do we need to do? And I went over and we walked through the house. And mm-hmm. I think you also explored some other options. And this kind of goes back to, remember, I don't know what show it was, where we were talking about we buy ugly homes and distressed oh, yes. properties and yeah. things like that. Because you did talk to someone, mm-hmm. a flipper, we right? Yeah. About and, and what happened from that? Um, he came over, and we had already at that point done a lot of the cosmetic mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and fortunately, it, like the carpet needed replaced, the cabinets, yeah. we had you come over and look through everything. Yeah. And a lot of it was cosmetic, like the foundation was fine, so yeah. that was okay. The and roof was fine. He, right. Yeah. So uh, we had him come over, and he looked around, and he said, you know, he would really put in a lot more money than it probably needed, and he wouldn't get what he needed out of it. 
and um, and we were super close at that point when yeah. he did come over. So. Yeah. But I think that's one of the things we talked about in that show um, when we talked about the kind of we buy ugly houses and things is that typically those flippers, they're in business to make money. So they right. really need to come in a lot lower. Right. And most normal homeowners, you know, you've, you'd built some equity mm-hmm. up in the house, but not a ton. I mean, right. it was just your primary residence. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably bought it with very little down payment right. and just, you know, lived in it over time and mm-hmm. kind of paid it off. But there wasn't like, you know. $50,000 in equity right. there that you could give away some to a flipper. Right. So I think that's something that's really important for people to understand um, with that. So we went through and we kind of made the list. Right. And it was primarily lots of paint. Yes, a lot of Lots paint. of carpet. <laughs> yes. A pleasant surprise on the bathroom. I know we had a pretty heated discussion about a shower. Yes. In the master bedroom. You yes. had a very different... Uh, opinion than your husband. Absolutely. And I chimed in with a third option, right? You thought it should be ripped out and replaced. Right. He thought, oh, it can be cleaned. No. No. It was pretty gross. It was not happening. But you ended up doing a resurfacing. Yes, which was amazing. And looked oh, gorgeous. Oh, my God. They did such a great job. If you're local, that's Flora's Tub Repair out of yes. Linton, Indiana. Okay, so I want to hear what resurfacing is because I was thinking where they just come in and they install a new tub on top of your right. old one, but no. that's not what this is. And no. I've had that done before. I once had a tub and a shower that were so dirty I couldn't get them clean, and so I was like, I have to replace it. And I got, like, the insert thing. But this is a little bit different where they just, and I don't know the magic, but it looks like a brand new shower. Yeah, uh, they did a great job. So it was a guy and a gal. They came in. They uh, taped everything off with plastic. um, And they they were only there, I want to say, three, four hours. It wasn't that long. And they sprayed this magical thing on the shower. The resurface is it. It just completely resurfaced. And I have photos of it. And it's bright white. Like yeah. It, stunning. It looks absolutely gorgeous. And I wish we could have done the other one. I think the mm-hmm. other one was um And that was, definitely was it less it, than $500? Um, I want to say it was around five sixty. dollars I okay. want to say right around there. Yeah. Okay. And how long does that last? I mean, do they say? Until like, I sold the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I have no I'm idea. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but um, we had to let it set for a while, which wasn't a big deal because we weren't yeah. living there. Um, right. And we actually, that's, I believe, the one room we did not paint. Yeah. That's the only room yeah. that we did not have to paint. And they also do tub repairs. Yeah. I've seen them do tub repairs. They blend things in it. It's amazing. So anyways. And it didn't There are solutions. Oh, it was so, so let me ask you this. Did you feel like at the end of the day it was less work? It was a lot of work, but was it less work than you thought? Renting or fixing it? Fixing it up. It was more than I thought. More than more work than you thought? Well, because I hadn't really got in there until they left. Yeah. Like Mike had been in there. Mike saw the garage. Yeah. He saw pieces that I had not seen. But in your initial panic... Was it less work than that? Like, I felt like when we walked um, through, I was like, don't yeah, worry about that. Yes. yes, do that. Absolutely. Okay. Now, here's the other thing that I want to, I want, because we talk about this too. See, your story just hits so many episodes. <laughs> it's just like, you're like my poster child. Yes. Um, one of the other things you did when you were preparing the house for sale was that you did a pre-listing inspection. Yes. Huge, oh, right? Loved that Did that save so your ass? I think it did. And really what I think I loved most about it is one we knew up front. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to do mm-hmm. anything afterwards, and we didn't want to hand over a lemon, so to speak. Yeah, we right. wanted to do the right thing, sure. and, and just do the right thing. And, and the buyer ended up 
using that inspection right. report. We said, hey, we have this inspection report. We annotated it and said, here are the things in the report that we're going to do. And they said, all right, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Fine. It went really done well. Deal. There was only one thing we said we weren't going to do, and that's just because we had no idea how to do it, and we were kind of done with everything. And it was a small, minor thing, but... Um, yeah, I'm really That's happy awesome. we did that. So I think in the end, uh, I feel like your story was a success in that you didn't lose your retirement savings on the right. deal, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you came out okay. But in light of the stress it inflicted, would you do it again? No. Never? <laughs> no. Uh, so you would have just sucked it up and put the house on the market? Absolutely. And tried to sell it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've never had anyone who needed to sell a house and thought I'm just going to rent it for a year or two and then put it back on the market. I've never had anyone not have to replace every stitch of carpet. Really? Yeah. Just every single time, for sure, for sure. So... Awesome. Well, great information. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I do want to put in a quick plug. Um, Stacy works for, sorry, Stevie works for Comfort Keepers, which I think yeah. is a national company, but locally yes. owned franchises. Mm-hmm. And do you want to take two seconds and tell us what you guys do? Because it's a really, really important service. Sure. We do a non-medical home health, which means we can go in and do uh, cooking, cleaning, laundry, uh, medication reminders. We can take you to appointments, those kind of things. Uh, and we have an office here in Bloomington and one in Columbus. And, uh, you know, they're all over the country. I don't oh, know yes. if they're... Over 900 offices. Over 900 yeah. offices. So it's a great organization that keeps people in their homes. Yes. So that's kind of where we come full circle and um, talking about homes. And, and obviously, people like to stay in their homes yes. as long as possible. Absolutely. Well, Merry Christmas. Thank you Thank for joining you. us today. We are going to take another break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. We are talking today about favorite shows and some follow-up. We're also looking at Rachel's scars on her head from her brain surgery. She's got her hair done. She looks really pretty today. She does. She looks very cute. You missed our conversation. We were talking about expensive shampoos. This is my public service message. Spend money on good shampoos. It makes a difference. Does it? Okay. It does. All right. I'll have to... I'll have to listen to the first part of the show because I don't do that. <laughs> no, I no. didn't either. But I thought I'm going to splurge for Christmas and like pamper myself. And I bought ridiculously expensive shampoo okay. and like one shampoo. And I was like, I had a whole new head of hair. Is it softer? Is I don't it know. Shiny? It's just You're different. Like, it's just like. You're like a Prell commercial well, from the 70s. Probably not today because okay. it's dry and snowy I, out. But I'm, No one can see me, but I'm like right, tossing know, bouncing my hair. My hair. Okay. So anyways, uh, so Merry Christmas to you, Karen. Yes. Thanks for Merry coming Christmas. in. She had to be somewhere, so she came in a little late, but I think that all worked out. But yeah, you know, as I was talking with Stavy through her story and the follow-up, we closed on her house actually last week, the sale of her house. And so I was like, we really should probably follow up on that because we had talked yeah. about that back in April. It's sort of been a, you know, eight-month journey. And what she's been through has touched on so many shows that we've done, I could probably at least, you know, probably 60% of them from the landlord to prepping your house for sale to inspections. Well, she's such a good storyteller that yeah. she should maybe do like a short article or a blog on the whole thing as yeah. far as to go. When she tells a story face to face, oh, it's hysterical. It's hysterical. Yeah. And um, I remember that door to hell. The door to hell. Yeah, because the door was painted itself, I think, before you walked into the garage. I never, yeah. I just remember her telling the story. The whole garage was like painted with this graffiti stuff and then even the floor. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, what do we do? And I was like, don't worry about the floor. Like I was trying to just kind of break it down mm-hmm. into manageable pieces for them because it was really super overwhelming. And they were like, you know, we're going to have to get new cabinets. I was like, let's just paint it again, put another coat of paint on them. Because I don't know if she talked about it or not, but I remember asking her when she told me about that. Uh, months ago I said is was that in your lease were they allowed to do stuff and she goes no like they're not supposed to and I thought okay this is right. why right I don't know if I could it's hard you know on one of the things we always talk about with our rentals you know if we go over because the furnace breaks or something and then you go in and you're like I didn't know they were doing whatever right and there was something oh gosh I wish I could remember what it was but I was like and Uris was kind of mad that the tenants were doing something. I was like, I just don't think I ever thought that I would have to put that in the lease. Like, whatever sure. it was, was, like, so specific. Sure. You know? I was like, I didn't think I had, to, you know. I don't know. And all the pads. Like, don't change out yeah. the shower heads or whatever. I mean, just crazy stuff like that that they start to do. And then you start to be like, you know, but that does damage and oh, crazy. Yeah. So well, um, I have a few kind of favorite moments or favorite um, I called them my toppest tips. Your toppest? My toppest tips. Your toppest uh-huh. tips. Right, not toppest bar. My toppest <laughs> tips. Okay. Um, and one of them was from, I think, our maybe second or third show. My second show, March 29th. Our shows go by dates, so I'm going to give you okay. dates on these if you want to go and listen to them. March 29th, which was uh, things you should know about working with a realtor. Yes. 
How do you get a realtor to call you back? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. I think that's a really, really good tip. Threatening is not a a way to get someone to call back. No. I did have that once, but then the guy got arrested. So (laughs) do you remember that story? I do remember that story. That was a good one. So here is kind of a reminder of how to get a realtor to call you back. Uh, One is sound legit. Say what you're calling about. Leave details. Don't just say, I'm calling about that blue house, Mm -hmm. which I get a lot. That house, there's this house. So I don't remember what street it's on, but it's kind of blue. It's got a door. Yeah. Some windows. Yeah. So, you know, it's okay to like, you know, if a house is for sale, pull in the driveway and take down the address. Mm-hmm. I think people, you know, sellers understand that's going to happen. And then you, I get calls from my sellers. Oh, we had someone pull in the driveway today. They get excited about that. So make somebody's day. Pull in the driveway and get the address. That's fine. Um, another th- thing, to, if you leave a message, to say that you're pre-qualified and be pre-qualified or understand that you need to get pre-qualified, that helps a lot because what realtors are trying to do is, you know, we get a million phone calls and they're sort of prioritizing. So the people who sound the most legit mm-hmm. and serious are the ones who probably are going to get called back first. Um, so be pre-qualified. That's in terms of a mortgage. Um, if you were referred to that realtor by someone, say that. Yes. Because that really helps too. Yes. I mean, I hate to say it's about connections, but it is about connections. No, it's nice to know where where that lead came from. I had someone uh, I met with earlier, well, at the end of last week that said, that called and said, my, you know, my so-and-so, my significant other, whatever, had, you know, gotten a loan from your company, um, and I want to give you guys a shot. Mm-hmm. Never said who the significant other worked with. I mean, it's just one of those things, and, like, was it even from my office? Was it at a different location? Because you just kind of want to yeah. know, like, how how they found Where it came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, give me, okay, if you leave a message, give me a few times I can call you back or an email, or say it's okay to text, that would be great too because plain phone tag just stinks. And that's usually what we end up with is we just play phone tag back and forth. But if you give me an email, I can email you right away. So I definitely recommend doing that. Call during normal-ish business hours. So I've had people text me at 11 o'clock, and I will be perfectly honest, that just pisses me off. Does not well, except unless it's you, Karen. No, but you know, I had I had a manager once tell me, you know, when someone does text you or email you at some like random time that's not normal for Mm -hmm. you, it might be normal for them. And I said, I hear what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but that's not how I react when I get a text at 11 p.m. and it's not dead. I'm like, (laughs) why are they texting me? Like, right? When do I do I not get a minute? And then when you have like teenage children. You know, you, you or older parents. Yes. You sit up in a complete panic. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that. Just do it during normal business hours. Um, and then really just having a relationship with a realtor. If you're a buyer and you're just calling around to the names on the signs, it just tells me that you haven't really gotten serious about buying a house yet. I, I was just exchanging text messages with someone today. They had called about one of my listings. And uh, and I texted them back Um because I was kind of scrambling today, but I wanted to make sure I got back to them. And the story got a little like convoluted, like, well, we have been working with a realtor, but we're not sure we want to work with Remax, which is who I'm affiliated with, because that's a conflict of interest. I don't really understand why. And it's like, okay, well, if I show you this house that you want to look at, then procuring cause, 
you'd have to kind of work with me on it. So if you don't want to work with a REMAX agent, then you need to make that decision now. And they just seemed very confused about what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to get pre-qualified. They weren't really sure if they had a realtor or not. They didn't want to give me all the details. And it's like, I just felt weird, you know? I, I do. I do. I, I definitely find the parallel on my side of things on the lending side because people just want a letter. They need a pre-approval letter, mm-hmm. a pre-qualification letter because their agent said that they need one. Mm-hmm. But yet they they don't give me the whole story and they don't want me to pull credit. And I I can't issue anything without that. So, yeah, right. it's just. And it is, I guess, you know, I feel for people. It's a little bit of a catch-22. Is that the right phrase? I'm not sure. Yes. Where do you start, chicken or the egg? And, right. You know, and you don't want to get too far ahead without a house, but you can't get the house without getting kind of ahead of the game with a pre-qualification. So what do you do? And, again, we come back to what I always say is get your team together. Yes. And and ask you know, ask the questions, whatever you know to ask, ask them. And then your realtor, like you would then respond back with trying to get more information Mm -hmm. because not everyone knows, well, what should I be asking the realtor? You know, like, should I go, you know, a lot of times people come to you first and say, well, what, what should I do next? And you may say, go get pre-approved or, you know, find a lender type of thing. So wherever you start, whether it's your lender or your realtor, Start asking questions mm-hmm. and get a trusted person so they can start working with you and explain things and how, yeah. how this all unfolds. But if you look at the whole process as lender, realtor, and house, house should be the last thing on the list. <laughs> yes. I hate to say that, and I know nobody's going to listen to me. They're all going to go house first. They're going to go to that Zillow, and they're going to fall in love with the house, and then they're going to have to back up and scramble. There's a new ad on TV from Rocket Mortgage. I know nothing about Rocket Mortgage, so I would make me nervous about using them. However, the ad I liked because it showed these people going to an open house, and they leave the open house, and have you seen the ad? Mm -hmm. And they're like, we love the house. And then there's some people walking in the door, and the voiceover is saying, the house is going to be gone by the time you get pre-qualified. You need to move your ass, basically. Um, And they're saying, you know, do it online and we'll pre-qualify you immediately. I'm like, I don't think it works quite like that. That's why the lender and the realtor need to come first. Um, Well, I do know that um, they, I don't know much about that, that particular program either, but I will say that they ran those ads during the Super Bowl. And then I know last week or the week before we were talking about the CFPB. Yeah. Chocolate Chocolate fudge fudge peanut butter. And everybody was talking about, like, is that even something that can be done? But the bottom line is, have all your ducks in a row so that you can, you know, make an offer on that dream house. Um, And, again, whether you do it online or in person, you have to uh, make sure that all all your questions are answered. I know really quickly, um, someone I was talking to last week had already been pre-approved somewhere, and then they had been told, come and, you know, get a second Mm -hmm. opinion. Um, I'm looking at student loans. I mean, there's all these different things. And so then I said, okay, I said, I can do this. I said, um, you know, here's your pre-approval letter. I said, I would recommend going back to your other lender, making sure that they're looking at this and this and this Mm -hmm. and this. And I explained why, because student loans and, and, uh, she said, well, I don't think that they felt that it was a problem. And I said, well, for the amount that you're wanting, I mean, it could very well be, yeah, the whole thing was just different things and so hopefully um and whether she uses me or or the other person she can at least go back and say you know 
you know, can you go into more... Speak intelligently. Ask intelligent yeah. questions. Because that's more the hardest detail. thing. Sure. Yes. Every time I meet with clients in my office, especially first-time homebuyers, I say, what question do you have? What questions do you have? And they look at me blank, and I go, all of them? And they go, yeah. That's my joke. I tell it every time. I think it's really funny. And, I won't um, steal it then. Thank you. No, you can have it. I give it to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. And... Um, you know, because they don't know what questions to ask. Right. I know when I send people to you, I say, here's what you need to say to Karen. Deb said I needed to contact <laughs> you and get pre-qualified. And then she will take it from there. When people call me or they come in, I'll say, I always want to start off with, what questions do you have yeah. for me? Right. And I let them ask me whatever out of their notebook. Yeah, if or they off have their some. phone. Yeah. Right, for and sure. And then I go into a... Yep. An education. I think it's like a class I teach. Right. I don't know. Probably, probably. So, all right, let's take one more break and then we'll talk about some other favorite shows, uh, highlights of the past year. So, stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. We are laughing over break at poor sweet Rachel, who asked us what days we had off for Christmas. (laughs) She asked me, and I said, excuse me, I'm sorry. Day uh, off? What? We're closed on this day. Right. Is that what you're asking? Uh, Yeah. I'm hoping to take Thursday, Friday. We'll see. 
I don't know. And that's probably not going to happen. But well, we are negotiated on Christmas Eve before, but. We are, we are talking, um, well, I mean, we are, cl- my office is closed on Friday, mm-hmm. but I know I have to reach out to some people yeah. on that day. But There's stuff a cranking. I yep. got closings next week. So there you go. So we were talking in the previous segment about an ad on TV that had to do with real estate. And there was one I posted on Facebook um, a couple days ago. I don't know if you saw it or not. I just happened to see it. I think I was watching the IU basketball game or something. And it was a Slim Jim ad, which is really bizarre. What does it have to do with real estate, right? And it's like this realtor and his clients are going through a house eating Slim Jims. I've never had a Slim Jim, but I always eat Slim Jims while showing houses. I'm sure you do. And the husband, though the wife liked the house, the husband didn't like the house. The husband and the realtor kind of made eye contact with each other. And so the realtor was like, don't worry, I have this taken care of. And so he opens the door and he goes, this is where they found the body. And the wife goes, body? And he goes, I mean bodies. And then gotcha. she was like ran out of the house. I ha need, ha, I need to see that. <laughs> There's a punchline or something. I put it on Facebook. I'm sure I did because um, I just found it. on. I mean, I Googled it and found it on YouTube or whatever. But anyways, I thought that was funny. But that made me think of one of your favorite episodes. Yes. Which is? It, which is what people need or are required to disclose when, when you're selling your house. Yep. Um, which leads us to yet another episode, which is why it's important to use a realtor. Yes. Because we know what those rules are because it is it varies by state. Why well, had someone in a real estate office say, you know, say, well, you'll need to disclose that, you know, the flood of 2015 happened in your house. And I thought, do I? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe, right. maybe that person's right. But I thought, well, I had it legit, you know, I had it fixed and right. all that. I mean, it took about four months, but I, you know, but I, I never would have dawned on me that I would need to do that. But yeah, that show that you did, I found very interesting. And that was when I think we talked about diedinhouse.com too. Yeah. Or if your house fun. is haunted. Yeah. If your house yes. is haunted, that was a fun episode for sure. <laughs> uh, one of my other favorite ones was on September 27th, which was when we were talking about how your home should be marketed. Uh, what what the realtor should be doing to sell your home. We talked a lot about the demand to understand factor that comes into play. Yeah, but that's been your underlining theme if you ask it me has for been. all of 16. Yes. And so now I'm expanding that. Demand to understand and demand to have a hand and take part okay. in the process. Again, remember what I said earlier about, that's not, I, I, I spent a lot of time coming up with that, Karen. No, I, I know, mm-hmm. I know you put a lot of heart and yeah, energy yeah, yeah. into this. Right. No, but uh, <laughs> she totally does. Uh, it's all dissolving in front of me. Um, we were talking before about when you hand your home over to a renter. It's like, here, hold $130,000 yes. for me or $200,000 for me. Keep it safe. I'll be back for it in a year mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, people, I used this analogy last week in a presentation that I did. Would you feel comfortable using a plumber who had worked on pipes maybe twice in the past year? Personally, no. 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 Would you be comfortable (laughs) having the oil changed on your car by someone who had done it like maybe once, three years ago? Not on my car, no. No. And yet people are so willing to have anybody who has a real estate license but maybe doesn't have much experience or practice and doesn't have anyone looking over them. I think there's a difference. If there's a new realtor out there, I think new realtors should get a shot, but they should have someone mentoring them to make sure that, you know, they're doing things to the the best of your, of their ability. Um, 
but people don't. They're just like, you know, hey, this is my hairdresser's cousin's sister's babysitter's son. He has his license. Will you use him? And it's like giving them $200,000 to watch over. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's not a great risk to take. So some of the things we talked about, if you follow me on Facebook, which you should, Deb Tomorrow Realtor, um, you'll see we post a lot of terrible real estate agent photos. These are not photos I take. I should probably like put a disclaimer on that because... Well, no, because you are sharing the other page's yeah. photos. So. Right. Because if I, I posted pictures of like bad real, realtor photos, which I desperately want to do, mm-hmm. but I would get in trouble because it would be mean. Right. For like with my board of realtors, with the other realtors I work with. Right. And I don't want them to think I'm mean. So um, those are not things I've seen. They're just things that are out there, but I see them all the time. Sideways pictures, fuzzy pictures, pictures that just don't make sense. Pictures Mm -hmm. of, you know, the giant jumbo 36 pack of toilet paper sitting on top of the TV that she couldn't even move out of the way for the picture. Or all the snowmen near the fireplace. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Someone took my, but I'm hardly on social media anymore right now with the holidays. But when I looked at that particular photo, I was thinking, but they're all going to melt. Right. And then I, and someone wrote that like five yeah, hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so pictures are a big, big thing. And I just, to this day, do not understand why people don't, if there's bad pictures, why are those sellers not yelling at their realtors? I just feel like my sellers would yell at me. Rightfully so. Right. There are some too, like, um, and I get it. You don't have to have a, a professional come in and do that. I know a lot of agents uh, will splurge and do that sometimes. But sometimes if you're taking your own photo, I don't know. It just looks so dim. Yeah. Like it's dark. Yeah. I've seen some on our on our um, currently that's listed on yeah. our MLS. That it's are, hard to get the lighting right. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's why you need a professional to do that. Um, so pictures <laughs> they're holding their phone out and then I see the phone in the mirror yeah I don't see them which right. is good you see but, the phone yeah. floating yeah. my favorite one was when they wouldn't it was winter time so they didn't want to open the door to take pictures outside in the backyard so they just took it through the screen door so you could just <laughs> see the little like close-up screens little squares nice. made me dizzy yeah so <clears throat> accurate and complete listing information good pictures um just, you know, buyers these days want all the information online before they make a phone call. And if they don't have that information, they're just going to move on to the next listing. So I think that's one of the points I want to leave you with this year uh, is demand to understand, demand to be involved. Um, it does matter. And you do have that right as a consumer. Review your listing. I always say give it to a friend. See what questions they have. And if they have questions and make sure that those get answered, you know, revise the listing and make sure that those get answered. Um Make sure that the realtors returning phone calls. I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff. So that was a September 27th show. Um, let's see. So what is up for 2017? Because this is our last show of the year. We're going to do a rerun next week because mm-hmm. we're all celebrating holidays. So we will be back in 2017, January, whatever, third, maybe. 
I think that's what it's something, something like that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that uh, 2017 will bring more interviews. I'd like to start telling more home stories, kind of like what we did today with Stevie. I think that's fun, and I think we can learn a lot from it. You know, this first year has really been about me sort of setting the foundation and giving you a lot of foundational information. And now I'd like to use examples and tell stories. So if anybody has a home story out there, they don't have to be in Bloomington. They can certainly call in and we can talk to you that way as well. So I want to keep educating everybody on how to be smart home buyers and sellers and owners. I want you to keep demanding to understand um, not settling, making really, really smart decisions, not taking chances, um, using professional, all that good stuff. So um, are you going to be back next year? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> I hope so. I'm not good at talking to the wall. So no, it's like I need to just get through the last, you know, 10 days or so of this month. Gosh, it's almost over, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I want to wish everyone, I'm allowed to say Merry Christmas because it's internet radio. I can say whatever the heck I want. But happy whatever is important to you. Celebrating uh, a great, I don't know if it was a great 2016. A lot of people died. Uh, The famous people, they just keep like Jaja. I mean, they just keep Alan Thick. It's like every day. It's insane. But um, let's spend time with your family. There you go. Hug them. Say you love them. There you go. Um, and drink some wine. Yeah, and here's to an amazing 2017. Um, I want to thank Karen and Rachel for coming along this journey so far with me. It's been fabulous. I couldn't have done it without you. I hope you have as much fun as I do with it. And uh, love you all. And I think that's it. Right. Peace out, 2016. We'll be back. <laughs> you were listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. We'll see you next year. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb, tomorrow for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.